We are the boys from the house of Mario, and we're here to let you know that, that we Shop is shutting down January 30th. Closing down sale, closing down sale, closing down sale. We Shop is closing down, and everything must go. Everything is still full price, but it must go. Wow. 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 Download some of your favourite WiiWare titles, such as Sexy Poker, Muscle March, and Copter Crisis at ridiculously overpriced rates. Yeah. yeah. Download all your games at the speed of a snail with our pre-ADSL services. Make sure you don't miss out on buying games that will never be used again unless you like having a Wii internally plugged into your TV. Why? Do you like having your collection on your second favourite console too? Don't worry, because for just 30 cents a game, you can transfer only a handful of those purchases onto your Wii U. What's a Wii U? Be sure not to miss out on these amazing rip-offs. You'll never see them again once the eShop channel becomes a useless tombstone. Get in now! Oh my god! This is taking forever! Why did I even bother? Honestly, why did I even bother? What's up guys, welcome to the house of Mario, the award winning Nintendo podcast, a part of the 8-Bit Collective, and the doors to episode 78 are open. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me as always is Bryce DeWitt. We're one number away from my favourite number. 79? 79. Why is that your favourite number? I don't know, I just really like 79. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, don't ask yeah, me. Alright. So no, what's been my favourite number? What was, Dan, what was uh, Dan's uh, basketball Um Number again? Was it, was it 75? I can't remember now. Oh, I don't know. He talked about it last week. I'm like, oh, that's, that's fascinating, Dan. It's wonderful. <laughs> but, like, 79 instead of 69. Uh, like, we're all fans of 69s around here. <laughs> and children's jokes? Yes. <laughs> children's jokes. Yes. Yeah. 69. It's a, funny, it's a nice number. It's a funny number. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, latest news, I guess. <laughs> And uh, some Nintendo games we should play, which we haven't played yet. Yep, because uh, we're fools. Fools. We're fools for not investing our time in some, some good game. Some good game. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Alright, Bryce, let's start it off. So, the Wii eShop... Oh, what's not called the eShop, but it's... Uh, the, the Wii Shop? The Wii Shop is uh, closing down soon. So, this is your last, last chance if you want to re-download some games. But I'm I'm not too fussed about the actual news itself, Bryce. But what what memories do you have of online shopping on the Wii? Uh, good experience, bad experience, disconnection, lag, uh, great music, poor, poor memory. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's right. Poor, <laughs> poor memory. Um, what would you call it? They did it in blocks, which they still do on the 3DS, which is dumb. I'd rather just have a simple megabytes term. Yeah, they complicate it for no apparent reason. Yeah, it's yeah. really dumb. And having the point system where you've got to, like, each game's worth a amount of points. Yeah. As well, and, like, you're always left over a bit. Um, Xbox Live did it as well for a while there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, Nintendo changed before Xbox did, I think, to, like, just normal currency. Did it? Yeah, and it was it was the um the PlayStation Three that was the only one on the market who what just used that aren't doing points. Yeah, but just yeah. used money. Yeah, yeah. I I I still remember because like the Wii was my first console that went online, and uh, 
going online and sort of being able to buy these games, like the, the virtual console at the time, and they later introduced WiiWare. Yeah. I never really got into WiiWare. I don't think I actually have any WiiWare games. No, mm. I don't even think I do. Mm. I only bought, you know, virtual console mm. stuff, really. Yeah, it like it, it is it is hard to think back to then. Like Nintendo, I think their eShop was good on the Wii U. I think it's re- like really good on the Switch now. Yeah. Um it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. Like obviously there are some things just formatting and things to find games or that are just easier and better in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some things of that could improve, but it's pretty good now. But going back to the Wii, oh, it was a mess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a doubt. Like, yeah. just just getting connected to the damn shop in the first place was hard mm. enough. And especially, like, when you buy a game, it's tied to your console. Yeah. Yeah. So, if your console's dead, well... And that that, that, was, a, that was a really baffling thing with the Wii U, too. They're like, oh, we're getting accounts. But they still tied those accounts to the, the hardware. Yep. Yep. It wasn't until, until the Switch where we got account-based purchasing. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, it's crazy to think about it in like terms of uh, PS3 and Xbox. They were all doing account-based. Yeah, 2006. Mm-hmm. Mm. 2005, actually. The Xbox 360, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> 2005, yeah. But we're, get, we're getting there slowly. We'll, um... We're getting there. We're getting in. <laughs> yeah. Uh what I think like one of the first games I bought on the on the virtual console was uh Paper Mario 64. So that's the first way I got to experience that game by going back playing it on the Wii. I got the uh the classic controller. Yep. Before before it was a classic controller pro so I didn't have the handles and that was good to play sort of games on like that. Yeah, I remember playing Smash Bros a lot with it and See, I just think I used the GameCube controller. Oh yeah, for the Yeah, I, I just about everything. Yeah, I I would have but at that point I didn't have a GameCube controller. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, so I, I know, I know, like a fair few people are. All right, I've got to make sure I've got to download everything. So you know, it's it's there forever. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it won't be there forever. You lose no. your you lose your Wii or something. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried. I can. The thing is, the thing is though, and like as as terrible as it is to say, but they're just hackable anyway. The Wii, yeah, they're just hackable. So it's kind of like if you lose your if you lose your stuff, you're like, oh well, you managed to pick up another Wii. You're like, well. I can't buy all those things again. The shop's shut down now. Even if I wanted to give them my money, so I guess I'll just guess I'll just take my Wii and get them back. Mm. You know, even if it's even if it's just the titles that you bought because you don't want to steal or whatever, just seems to be the way. Honestly, like connecting with a Wii online in general is just not not a pleasant experience. Yeah, can you just connect it to your router? I, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, I don't know either. I've, yeah. I haven't used my Wii in so long. Mm. It's still it's still in in the cupboard, but. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mine mine's actually packed up in my PlayStation Three box <laughs> for whatever reason. It just it's just fitting there, so that's where it went. It's a PlayStation Three. It's not packed up. I don't know where it is. I think it's still out at the farm. Oh, okay, right. somewhere out there. Be a useful Blu-ray player or something for someone. Yeah, well, that's it. That's about all they're useful for now. Yeah, the, the Wii doesn't. Yeah, that's not useful for much other. No, like, not at all. Yeah, it, it is a shame with like the Wii U's backwards compatib- uh, compatibility for Wii games. Like, all right, I want to see it le- at least in the you know upresed a bit because of the the Wii U using the HDMI cables. But having to go into the Wii mode, like, yeah, I just never used the backwards compatibility on the Wii on the Wii U for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a pain in the butt. Like how they just couldn't just integrate it in the one menu. Mm. It was a real, yeah, real pain in the ass. Yeah, I guess that's how how it is. But I mean, they did it, they they did it flawlessly on DS to 3DS. 
It's just kind of like popping a DS game and play the DS game. You didn't have to go through any bullshit, but the Wii U, I guess. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, cool. Games. Mm-hmm. Download them. Yep. Um, uh, forget a Wii Shop exists after that. I honestly don't think any of you guys out there are going to be like, yes, I'll plug in my Wii. I'll <laughs> I will download all my games. I'll squint at my TV because it will be that blurry. <laughs> Away. Mm. It's 480p output. Yeah, you'll be able to play Nintendo 64 games on your uh, Switch soon. Yeah, probably will. Which kind of brings us into the next thing, the uh, SNES games. Yeah, so last week... Uh, is that It actually happened like just after we recorded last week's episode. It did, yeah. Like literally like four hours. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's been uh, recovered that uh, SNES games may be coming to the Switch. Switch's referen- online service. Yeah, they're referencing the data for the app. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's like a pretty pretty surmisable and reasonable list of like games you would expect, you know, Link to the Past and Kirby Superstar. Uh, is that it? Yeah. 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 Super Metroid, Mario Kart, I think, was on that list too. Mm. We shouldn't have the list. I couldn't find it, but I'm sure it's somewhere. It, yeah. It's, <laughs> I it's didn't look that hard, mind you. It was, it was only like 15 games or something like that. No, it's it a surmisable it's 22 list. or something. Yeah. But, you know, they did say back a couple of weeks ago... Reggie said once they're sold out this time, they're sold out, they're gone. Mm. And I mean, I'm glad I got my NES and my SNES. That's that's great. But by the sounds of it, that means that we're probably not going to see revivals of the N64 or Game Boy or anything like that as well, I think. Well, they, they actually found they found um, the Super Nintendo emulator and they found two more emulators, which they don't know what they are on there. That's strange. Yeah, so they've got they've, they've uh, uncovered the... Um, the emulator for the SNES or the NES, it's the same as what the Classics using. Yep. And they've recovered the um, SNES emulator, which is the same the uh, Classics using the um, yeah the SNES this, Classics using. Yep. So then they found two more emulators, and they've got no idea what they are. Sixty four and GameCube, maybe. Yes, yeah. So what they could be is maybe future Classic emulators, which they've got ready, and then now they've uploaded them up to the servers. Yeah. For the Switch app, so might say that, or it might be. I don't know, like, I don't think we'll see a, a classic GameCube. Mm, <laughs> don't, maybe. Don't really know. Maybe. I, I, the thing is, is the GameCube's pretty far back at this point. And, like, with the blunder that the online service wasn't launched, because we know it was, wasn't that great. Wasn't good at all, no. No. Even though it got delayed a year and a half, it still yeah. wasn't any good. Exactly. And I think, I think Nintendo have heard the complaints... And they've gone, well, SNES games are coming, and they're just going to build off that. Mm. Means we'll probably never get a virtual console, but if they just keep adding to that online service and give us a digital library of games, paying 30 bucks a year, that's fine. Yep. You know, paying a, paying a cheap enough price a year, that's pretty good for that kind of service. You know, and I think that's what Nintendo needs at this point. They could, they could probably sell all their classic games, nick off a lot more money for it, probably. But yeah. to be I don't see why they don't either. Well, I'll, I'll, they've done it for years. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wish they just said, "Hey, here's here's a back catalogue of old Nintendo games. It's fifty dollars a year instead of thirty here in Australia, and have at it." They could easily do that, but instead they're like, "Here's a here's a trickle of NES games, and here's a service which is pretty underwhelming." And there's this app for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty met app. Pretty yeah. It's like out of like out of the three companies, so. Xbox and PlayStation rely on you know getting newer games or whatever it might be onto their service to offer as free. Yeah. But Nintendo has hundreds of games which they can sort of offer themselves rather than go out to other parties to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
So it's sort of it's sort of a bit bewildering why they don't do it because they've got the, a huge opportunity to do it. Even do like a well, subscription service, like maybe what Netflix might be, just have all their catalog in the one place. The way I the way I see it is that it's basically like Xbox Live's Game Pass. Yeah. In that perspective, like that's what they're trying to replicate, and we're doing that with classic games is a smart idea because people will lap that shit up because it's classic games. Mm-hmm. And if they have a decent catalogue of games, then people will buy it. They'll 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 oh, yeah. do that sort of thing. <laughs> so with the S, let's let's presume the SNES games are coming. I could imagine people subscribing to the online service would probably be up fifty percent just because of that. Yeah, it get people a lot more excited. Like personally, like, a lot of people don't hold as much attachment to the NES as they do the SNES. Mm. The SNES well, was. Well, something. Yeah, a lot of the Super Nintendo games, they when they come around, they sort of improved on everything the NES was doing. They improved in every every context, every. It's a lot. It's a lot easier and a lot more fun going back to a link to the past than it is the original Legend of Zelda. I was, I was about to say, you look at it from that prospect. Like, what's what do you get from the Legend of Zelda in terms of like an engaging story? Mm. You don't. And same with like a Mario game or something like that. You know, you don't really get that. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's what the SNES just did better in general, and that's why people have more fond memories of it. Mm, depending when you're born, too. Like we're, we're yeah, but you know, we're no, you're 93, I'm 94. So a lot, a lot of people wouldn't argue that, though. I'd feel like the NES. You're kind of required to have a imagination mm-hmm. if you want to get the most fun out of it. Yeah, because if not, you're not really getting the most fun out of it. So they kind of, when they moved to the SNES, they were like, "Well, we can do more with this now," and they're like, "We can create our story to go with it." And you know, then people don't have to have an imagination; they can just enjoy a nice <laughs> little game. Yeah, you know, that, that's just the way it is. Um, I just think the SNES is probably going to lure people in a lot more. Mm. So, are you excited about playing playing them on your Switch? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I am too. Like, I was look, I was actually looking at a, I was looking at the uh, the controls the other day I, I was almost thinking about it getting the NES controllers for your Switch which slide onto the end I looked at the price tag I'm like 80 bucks I'm like oh, nah it's a lot of money yeah nah but what what I think I'll do I'll get, the, I'll get a little adapter from 8-bit Do uh, so they've got like an adapter where you can plug in your GameCube controllers and the Wii peripherals yeah so that allows you to put the um, NES Classic and the SNES Classic controllers into that and use them on the Switch. Yeah, and that'd be the best way you could yeah. do it. And, like, I've already got those controllers sitting there. I don't need another couple just to be wireless. No. So, yeah, that's no. the way I'll go. I'm really looking forward to um, playing a lot of the games because a lot of the Super Nintendo games I missed apart from you know, the real big ones mm-hmm. like Mario World and Zelda and all that stuff. So, like, what one game I really want to get back to is Earthbound, but we'll we'll get to that for the topic of the show because we've got a lot of games <laughs> we haven't played. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next on the agenda is a uh, Yoko Watch 4. Um, Bryce, I haven't played it. I know you haven't really played it. I've, I've like dabbled in the series um, at PAX so like I you know, did a battle and stuff. I didn't really get into it. But it's it's always been something I'm like, oh, it's got the collection aspect and the sort of the Pokemon sort of... Yeah. Aesthetic, which I like. See, I've played, I've I've played games with Yokai Watch collaborations, mm-hmm. and I've always kind of just skimmed over them and gone meh. <laughs> what 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 was a uh, what games collaborated with them? Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen did one. Did they? Yeah, they did. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's really you cool. got you get some like Yokai Watch minions and Yokai themed weapons and stuff like that, and it was kind of just like oh, and uh, the ghost thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You get that as a mount. 
It was really, really weird. It was weird, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that the thing that never really appealed to me about Yokai Watch is just the games just didn't look too interesting on the 3DS. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the battle system where it was like touch this, spin this. That didn't really appeal to me. Whereas, no. whereas like Pokemon's like, all right, you can sort of you know you're thinking about type balancing and like like I said, I haven't played the game, so there might be like oodles of strategy which just outweigh Pokemon. Yeah, heaps, but but uh. Recently, a Yoko Watch 4 trailer came out, and it looks really interesting. It looks like they've really stepped it up to be, become like a console game. It like it it makes me more interested in Yoko Watch. Me too. Yeah. Like just that trailer alone, which is something, which is saying something, because I had literally could not give a shit, didn't care. <laughs> Yoko Watch can just go to some other dimension and piss off out of my life. Wow. All right. <laughs> I didn't give I didn't give a crap, but Yokai Watch 4's trailer is more like sort of tailsy, yeah. Which and the combat looks a lot different. Obviously, you don't have that bottom screen with a touch screen, so no, yeah. they, they had to really change it up. I would assume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but no, yeah. the the uh, the combat looks very tailsy, and I I can appreciate that. Like, I think that's pretty good, and looks like there's you know a fair bit of strategy to it and stuff like that, and that it, that's that's a good thing. Like, I I'd prefer that. So. Mm. You know, it might even be a consideration for me to pick up if I'm just looking for another JRPG. Yeah, um, you know? I'm really impressed too. I reckon I'll wait until reviews and see, sort of, see what it's all about. Because like the the other games are a lot more like it's aimed at kids. Yeah, of course. But I don't really. If it's still like a fun game, yeah, yeah. I don't really care. No, like, no. I like I know like a lot of these like monster sort of like Digimon, Pokemon. How dare you not be a massive Call of Duty fan? Look, I've I've played Call of Duty in my time, mate. I've <laughs> shot some men. I've played anything from G to R for pretty much all of my life, and mm. that's not going to stop. That's just the way I see it. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, yeah, a, a good game's a good game. Yeah, a good game's a good game. The rating doesn't bother me because when I get home from work, I don't really, I don't really get a whole, I don't really get off from you know shooting stuff necessarily. No. I just want something to cheer me up or happy or not necessarily cheer me up. That makes it sound like I'm depressed <laughs> all the time <laughs> when I go to work, but. Yeah, but what I was thinking, when I saw this trailer, I'm like, ooh, it's going to put the pressure on the next-gen Pokemon games as well. I reckon so, yeah. Which is good, because a lot of people... There's like a Photoshop going around of Breath of the Wild, and people have Photoshopped Pokemon in in around the trees, and Red standing there with his back to the camera. And it would be amazing if there was a Pokemon game like that, where it's like, it changes the camera angle to behind you, it's a third-person game, and you're actually like exploring the world, and you can see the Pokemon in the overworld. Yeah. Um, since playing Let's Go, I've I think I've actually changed my mind with how the uh, Pokemon encounters work, where you can actually see them in the wild and then you go up to them mm. rather than just random battles. I think it would be amazing if if they could pull that type of thing off, but I don't think they will, and I don't know if they'll just keep it like still the same sort of camera angles. Still, yeah, I don't know. I like I like the traditional system because it. It enforces a bit of mystery, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. you can't... In, in Kanto, it's just like, I know all the 151 Pokemon, I'm not seeing anything new and exciting. Mm. So if a Psyduck yeah. pops, at me, pops up at me, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be like, Whoa, what's that Pokemon? You know, like... Yeah, it depends how they do it. To, like, we've already had this discussion and we've got our views on, on, the, that, situ- yeah. on the situation. But I think you can still have that. Like, if they have, like, the camera angle and you're sort of, like, walking at the base of a mountain, you're looking up and you're like, you can see sort of something moving around the summit. You're like, what the hell is that? So, similar to the Breath of the Wild when you, you know, you see the dragon and you're like, you see it in the distance and it's, like, sparking. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, maybe. It could, it could have a similar effect like that. But that's, but, but that's where it... 
you know, like it would have to be that type of game to pull it off. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you put it in a traditional Pokemon game, you're not exciting anyone, mm. sort of thing. No, I you? agree. I agree. Yeah. Like if they have it like Let's Go, where it's the same camera angle and they just pop up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the little party poppers going off in the grass. Like, toom, toom. <laughs> but at this stage, we don't know if it's going to be any different from Let's Go in that regard, like whether it's just going to look exactly like a traditional Pokemon game. Or mm, I mean, I want to have faith, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but where where I was getting at, if if Gen Eight is a normal Pokemon game, run of the mill, not stepping it up to a, like a console quality, I guess is a way to put it. Uh, I think this might actually make it look bad. Yeah, <laughs> because this is looking pretty good for like the step up from Yoko Watch, where you know you are looking at it in the way you look at a Pokemon game. Yeah, and now it's stepped up to this. Yeah, I think it looks amazing. Yeah, it looks great. Mm. looks great. So, Game Freak, get your shit together. Level 5 is giving you a run for your money. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Oh, what's next on our little list, Bryce? Oh, I don't know. It's a grab bag today, mate. It's a grab bag today. It's a grab bag today. Uh, I tell you what, we're going we're gonna to skip that one. And we'll just go to our topic. That's Yeah, sure. that one's pretty boring to read. Yeah, it's just sales. Yeah. Do you feel like talking about sales? I no, don't. Not no, not today. No, it's a Sunday. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's my day off. I'm done with my marketing job. I want to go home and cry. Marketing job? Yeah. What are you marketing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Not very good at your job. No. 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 All, all that makes me want to do is cry. If you could market something, what would you market? Uh, I don't know. Men's lingerie. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> marketing just reminds me of the Wii U because that was always a thing. Like, it's terrible marketing. <laughs> but at the at, at at the same time, it's like, really sit down and try to mark, like, think about how you would market the Wii U. How would you? How do you? Well. Oh, here we go. Here's a topic for you. <laughs> all right well here we go quick quick <laughs> quick juncture here first of all i would uh i would probably make a demand that you don't have to have the console with the bloody tablet and it runs for cheaper mm-hmm. and then you would advertise that as the thing don't make games require it for you know a good portion of the game like xenoblade chronicles <laughs> x did oh no sorry i just laughed because you said don't make them require it for you know <laughs> No, don't worry. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, don't make it a requirement. Shouldn't be a requirement. That gamepad is silly. Don't make it a requirement for the menus, for one. That, that's ridiculous. I love that. Oh, my God. It's great. There is, they, when, they, when they announced the thing, they boasted that it would have like so much coming to it. Counter-Strike and all the shit that never came oh, to yeah, it. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Never came Counter-Strike. to it. Counter-Strike. Oh, my God. It never came to it. And, it, God, I wonder why. I wonder why Counter-Strike never came to the Wii U. But anyway, that was so weird. I forgot all about that. that yeah, was... yeah. Counter Strike Source. Uh, was it Source? Yeah, yeah. Source because Go Go. I don't think was out at that point. Mm. So it's just kind of it's it's a case of like there's a whole bunch of decisions they could have made with it. Made it a little bit cheaper. Maybe people would have been more interested at that point. They didn't care about the gamepad. The gamepad was the console's biggest issue. Mm. It held back the console from so much. Meverse was great, but they should have worked on it instead of just shutting it down. Yeah, that's actually one thing where you kind of miss on the Switch. Yeah. Honestly, like, bringing stuff over like Mario Maker will be a lot harder without that as well. Uh, no. You could still play edit mode. You'd just have to yeah. do it in handheld or they would have to make new controls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, new controls. I'm just saying the like the Miiverse functionality in Mario Maker was really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. stupid good. But that that that's the thing is... You know, it was very small decisions they could have changed 
cut the price down of the console by getting rid of that gamepad and people might have just been like oh hey this is good and make (laughs) make the gamepad less of a requirement in a whole handful of games Mm. it being a requirement for xenoblade's management system was awful and it was one of the things that's held that game back from being moved over in my opinion because it'd be too much work to friggin' reintegrate it. It's dumb, really. And then just market it as you can buy it with the tablet or without the tablet. And yeah. it's like 50, 50 to $80 less or something like that. And people might have been a little bit more interested. Chuck it in the bin. I would have sold more. <laughs> because people weren't interested in having the big bloody hulky fucking tablet. Yeah, but then at the same time, what does the way you do it? It's just like a poor piece of hardware then. Well, you could still use it as you could still use it as a backwards compatible Wii virtual console. You know, you've got new games on the Wii U and if they didn't require the tablet, that's new software. You've got the Miiverse integration, you've got easier access to apps like Crunchyroll, YouTube, stuff like that. And sort of just make it like a media center with mm. games. I mean, really the Wii U shouldn't have had the tablet should have been called the Wii 2 and it should have came out in 2010. <sighs> yeah. I mean, because... Yeah. Uh, let's not go down this rabbit hole anyway. <laughs> Any longer. <laughs> but the point is, is yeah, there's there's things they could have done but they didn't, they didn't do them. Yeah. All right, Russ, we'll start off with you as far as uh, video games from Nintendo. We have yet to catch up on oh, in 2019. Boy. So let, let's try and make these... Don't just go, oh, yeah, we should play that. I should play that. Make these games we're actually going to play this year. Or at least try to. <laughs> yeah, well, I was about to say, my backlog is bloody awful. Mm. Um, Mine is too, and I feel like most people apart from Luke <laughs> will be able to, to relate to that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, you've got a penchant for video gaming. Good good job, buddy. Okay, so I'll start off with my approach towards Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. I have, regrettably, never finished one. I've always played them for a good minimum 10 hours of each game, and then I'd sort of gotten lost in the systems of each individual game and then put it down and then just never picked it back up again. No, I'm... Honestly, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, with, with Awakening, like, I, I love the characters. I love the atmosphere and everything. Yep. And but the turn-based strategy, like oh, I like it, but it's it's not my cup of tea necessarily. I do. It was never mine either. Mm. It's one of my most hated systems in video gaming. But I've come to like Fire Emblem because and okay, this is something I posted on Twitter, and this is probably a good point. One of the best Fire Emblem games you can start off with if you want to get into the franchise is Fire Emblem Heroes, which isn't even on a console. It's on mobile platforms. Yep. One, because it's free. Two, because it's simplified. Mm. And three, because it can get advanced if you want to put the time into it. And because it's free, you don't have to have, like... You don't have to set a shit ton... The way that game is made is it's like, hey, I can finish a battle in five minutes or two minutes or... You know, something like that. It doesn't have to be a long thing. Whereas, like, battles in actual Fire Emblem games, they could go from 10 to 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, it's shortened down significantly. The only problem with Fire Emblem Heroes is obviously that it's a Banagacha game. So... Trying to get your cash. Trying to get your cash. But, in my opinion, and this is, like, this is why I kind of want to play Dragalia Lost, because I'd like to see that game come over to wherever else. I was just saying to Drew before the show, that game's still not out anywhere else yet. Um, Apart from America, yeah. Fire Emblem actually does 
it pretty well if you just want to play it as a solo experience you get an orb after every mission it's like five orbs to summon one character discounted if you summon more from the one pool and then like every character in the story mode is relatively useful you can get through the story mode by just using a generic set of characters you don't have to have like that super rare unit or anything like that the game's fairly manageable it's really good Hmm. but it's it's super simplified Fire Emblem. And if you can put the time into that and sort of get into the roles of that, which I've done for the past, like, you know, six months or whatever, on and off, because that's what Fire Emblem Heroes is. I don't have to sink a shit ton of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it has made me, it has made me go, right, now it's my time to go finish Fire Emblem Awakening. So I started started a new game <laughs> and I'm working on it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've put nine or ten hours into it. I'm having a lot of fun marrying off my characters, getting their children, you know, all that stuff. Because, you know, you marry off your characters, the they inherit parents' traits and stuff like that. And Yeah. It's just, just a whole bunch of neat stuff. Um, I think that files up to chapter 13. I've still got a copy of my old one, which is chapter 19, but I don't remember enough of the story to just be like, you know. So, yeah, I'm working on that. I'm also going to work on Fates, Conquest, Birthright, and Liberation. You're going to do all three? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. I'm going to... Well, they... They all offer the same basis of story, but the story is completely different after the first two hours. I know that's a lot of content, but after that, are you then interested in Echoes? Or I guess by the time... No, I'm not interested in Echoes. Mainly because I could probably just go back and emulate the original game, which was highly praised and much better in people's eyes than what Echoes was. Oh, was it? Well, because Echoes is ridden with DLC and all that crap. Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of left down. Oh, the that's drain right. That, it had, that was the thing where the uh, DLC cost the season pass was the same amount as the actual game when it came. It was, out. yeah, it was a fortune. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, I'm not interested in Shadow, if Fire Emblem Echoes: Shadows of, of Valentia. I'm not really interested in playing that one. I'd like to probably play Radiant Dawn. Mm, that's one I'd like to touch as well, or something like yeah. that. Because I, I'm like, I don't. It's it's definitely like within the first six months of this year, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Hmm. Uh, but I really want to get... First three months, you reckon? Uh, it's in spring in America. So it's in the first six months. Six months, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. No, if you said three. No, nah, six. You know, that's coming up sooner than I thought, so I'd like to put some time into them before thingy comes out. I'm finishing Awakening. I swear to God, I'm going to do it this week. I'm going to finish Awakening, even though, like, I've kind of done things wrong and I'm just realising that already with, um, like, moving classes up and stuff like that. Did you inbreed your kids? No. <laughs> no um i should have second sealed to a different class than second sealed. you didn't accidentally in. like put like lucina and crom together to no, get some weird kid you can't do that you have to marry someone else <laughs> to get lucina so that doesn't really i know i know Obviously, anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah i, I did a couple of things wrong and i'm realizing that now but i'll improve on that in fates and i'll do that in fates and actually do it properly but as long as I can get through Awakening story, then cool. Because that's what I'm most interested about in Awakening. Fates, I'm sort of... I'm interested in the story, but I've got three games to cover it, so I might as well learn the systems while I'm doing the three games. But yeah, that's that's my catch-up goal for three houses, and I'm hoping to do it within these next five months to get a couple of Fire Emblem games cleared. Sounds good. Um, Sounds good. I'll talk about more in a minute. You you give us a couple. Uh, well, the... the get- one of the games I really want to like really get into and finish is a game that I missed because of my limited time with the GameCube. I've loved the Mario series. I've played all, all the games, but the one I haven't spent enough time with is Super Mario Sunshine. This one pains me. 
This one pains me for you because I love Sunshine. Mm. And I go like I've I've got have the, have the GameCube set up and I play it and I'm like, oh god, this is blurry and I can't get into it. And you know, God forbid, I went on the PC and I got a HD version of it working with the GameCube controller, and that's a lot better. I can see it and it doesn't burn my eyes as much. But you can't, but, you're not playing it as original experience if it isn't destroying your eyeballs. True, true. <laughs> anyway, continue. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's it's basically I just want to fill in the in the Mario gap I'm missing. So that's about all on that one. Yep. But a series which I haven't really touched is the Prime series as well. Like same thing. I've I've gone into it and I've like you know I've played it. I know yeah. what it is. It's just I really want to like finish them and get to know those games properly. I can agree with that one. Mm. You know, I I've played a lot of Metroid. Um, a lot of Metroid Prime but I've never finished them it's one of those games as a kid where I was just I was sort of always um, I was a very jittery child and I didn't like being scared like at all (laughs) and Metroid could be like that so it kind of it kind of put me off doing it as a kid but I did play Hunters obviously but I I feel like it didn't have that same effect yeah see I don't know if Hunters like the story on that turned me off of what the Prime games were when I was younger obviously maybe obviously like you know I know they're great and all that, but yeah, definitely need to play them. I've been meaning to like get through that trilogy for ages. Hopefully, yep. this year is a part of that. Actually, in sticking with the GameCube, I really want to play through the Pokemon games on there as well. Um, I've played Col- them. Coliseum, <laughs> like I've 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 played them as well, but I sort of like you know a couple of hours in my yeah, all right, because I know they're not like tremendously awesome games, but no, yeah, they're not. Yeah, it's it's just like another bit missing in my. Pokemon playing history? I don't know. It's, it's very watered it. down Pokemon Stadium with a really watered down story. Yeah. That's the best way I can put it. Mm. They're not, they never they never really feel complete. Yeah, it's made like by a completely different company and I mean I know that. Yeah. But it just it just like I, I owned um one and borrowed one on the GameCube and I finished I finished Coliseum, got near the end of XD. And they mm-hmm. just, yeah, they're just really watered down Pokemon experiences. And when you're young, you don't think of it much. You kind of just whatever. But nowadays, like, I could never imagine myself going back and playing them because honestly, they're not, they're not amazing. Yeah, because I, I really wanted the GameCube when I was younger, and I wanted to get Mario Sunshine and Pokemon Coliseum. They were the two games I wanted a GameCube for. And I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. Actually, my mum, my mum went into uh, Game Traders. Game Traders. Was it Game Traders or yeah, oh, Game Traders when they were bad. Yeah, they were, they were really bad in down in Mount Gambia where we live. So she went in, and the employee said, "Oh, now nah, GameCubes are shit. Don't get one. There's nothing. There's no games on it. Get a <laughs> get a PlayStation Two. So mum came home and said, "Oh, apparently the GameCube isn't very good. So do you want to get a PlayStation Two instead?" But like I just said, when I was a kid, it's really weird. Instead of me going, no, I want the GameCube because it has Pokemon and Mario on it, and I've got no interest in um, a PlayStation Two because all my friends have one, and I go around there every weekend. I'll play it there. Yeah. I just went, oh, okay, no, nah, I don't want a PlayStation Two. It's all right. <laughs> and that's how that's how it was left. <laughs> oh, so that that's sort of why I missed out on that generation. And thinking Rip. back to it, I'm like, oh, it would have been so good to have like. Why did I do that? Because they, they had, like, GameCubes out for 99 bucks at one point. Mm. And this was late GameCube as well. This might have been 2000. I guess it would have been 2004, five. Mm. So it wasn't that much longer until the Wii, but still, I think back, I'm like, I could have had, like, a, a nice stack of games. A really good GameCube experience. Yeah. Like, like I only knew two people with a GameCube. That was you, and that was really late. That was, like, pretty much when the Wii was out. I'm, I might have even, even had the Wii yeah. <laughs> when, you had, when you got your GameCube. Yeah. 
that's how late it was and there was a our friend uh, Thomas mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so he had the GameCube like no one else had one that's why I'm like well I'll, I'll get a GameCube play the games I really want to play and I'll just go around and shoot people in GTA and whatever at my friend's place <laughs> yeah because yeah, yeah. That, well that's the that's the pension I had for the PS2 like I understand it's you know one of the best performing consoles of all time but what please tell me what people didn't have the same like five games for PS2 oh, uh, like our friends at least did anyway uh, I just every everybody I knew that had a PS2 it was like God of War Jack and Daxter 2 mm. uh, GTA 3 or Vice City both usually both usually <laughs> you know and then usually some shitty sports or knockoff racing car game of some mm. kind or Gran Turismo Adam, which I don't Adam when I went to his place he had Digimon Rumble Arena yep. so we used to jump between Super Mario 64 not Super Mario 64 Smash Brothers 64 or Digimon Rumble Arena on the PlayStation 2 yep. yeah that's great it was on the GameCube as well I found out later yep. yeah no, that's actually a lot of fun I actually played it I played it again last year like just on an emulator it's just oh yeah just get my get my feeling for it back and like this is actually pretty cool you just like hit each other get orbs digivolve I'm like yeah nostalgia <laughs> really really a weird game yeah it is yeah. anyway Bryce what's the next one on your list your invisible well, list which we don't actually have in front of us <laughs> <laughs> the invisible list I need to go back and play something uh, play and finish something more recent which was um, Bayonetta 2 oh yep this, uh, is, this is one of mine too. Bayonetta 2 is one of the highest praised games on the Wii U and yeah. I never finished it and I loved Bayonetta 1 and I played the crap out of Bayonetta 1 but I never finished 2. Mm. I have the collection and I've been meaning to finish it but it's one of those things where it's just like, it's a port, I can set it aside if something new comes out and I want to play mm. something new and that's just the way it's been since. It's like a Dylan Blight from the Explosion Network, he actually bought his Wii U just for Bayonetta 2 Yeah, and he said it's the only game he finished on it too. Yeah. <laughs> on the yeah. Wii U. Like, yeah, because when, when the original Bayonetta came out, you were playing it on Xbox 360 and you lo- you loved it there. And I, I thought loved it, it. I thought it looked pretty cool and yeah, mm. I, I never really had any, inter- in, any interest in playing it. And now that it's pretty much this, uh, like a Nintendo exclusive, um, with Bayonetta 3 coming out, all right, all right I want to sort of play both games so when Bayonetta 3 comes out, we can have like a proper discussion about it, cover yeah. it. Yeah, and they look like fun games too. They are, they're yeah. fun games. Mind you, Bayonetta 1 has the longest ending of all time. Mm-hmm. I am in a dilemma though because oh it's like like I bought Bayonetta 2 on Wii U like I played it for a couple of hours put it down never come back to it because I'm, I'm really I'm really bad at that I need to like I need to work out what's going wrong in my brain Bryce I've got a deficiency where deficiency. I don't come back to like drop games whether it's because I think it's I don't think it's the game's fault I think it's, it's my fault like but if I really enjoy a game I'll, I won't let it go right. as well yeah, yeah. so hmm well, I mean, do you have the collection? Yeah, I've got one and two on Wii U. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did as well, but I'm willing to pay out for... this. In my philosophy, I am willing to pay out for good games yeah. on a new console mm-hmm. if they're good. Yeah, yeah. Even if I own them on the other console, and Bayonetta was one of those things, because in my opinion, Bayonetta is one of the greatest... You know, action action games within its genre. So you know, Devil May Cry and yeah. all that stuff. It's one of those games that sits up there at top, the top, top five. Yeah, at the top. You know, yeah. so even though I hadn't finished Bayonetta two and I did own the collection on Wii U, I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna buy it again on Switch because I know at least I'll mm. you know. So play you, it. I should play Bayonetta one then two. Well, yeah, yeah, I think okay. so because you know you miss out. There's a lot of stuff that happens at the start of Bayonetta 
to like just in the intro cutscene itself where you're just like who the fuck is that character no, who the yep. fuck is that character yep yep that was me <laughs> when i played the first two hours exactly yeah so um but yeah no bayonetta one like all the way through was a fantastic game like it there were shortcomings in it but there is in most uh, most games you know mm. i couldn't really pinpoint exactly what they were at this stage because i forget but it was still a really good game and then you know obviously bayonetta 2 must have improved on all that because it's got such a high praise that it does mm. but bayonetta 1's a great game so you should just play it anyway just like you should play persona 5 so hopefully that comes to switch this year <laughs> that should be in your backlog well, it is this, i've got a big backlog bros that should be that should be the thing <laughs> should be on this list if it were a nintendo port please give us persona 5 all right i'll, I'll put it i'll put it on the list there it is persona 5 right <laughs> on the list then I, I can um listen to dash and Holmesy without getting any spoilers yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've been holding off that podcast because I'm like, I can't listen to it because I'm going to play the game. <laughs> yep. I, and obviously, it wouldn't make any sense without playing it's like, it. It's yeah. not even. It's not even just that you could that you it would enable you to listen to Dash and Holmesy. <laughs> it's just that you should play it <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they made a podcast about it. That's yeah. just how good it is. <laughs> the damn good game. Yeah. And like, I understand your uh, I understand your uh, hatred lately of watching a TV screen and playing a video game. But maybe sometimes. <laughs> Maybe sometimes you just have to sacrifice your honor and play a video game on the TV. I think you're right, Bryce. Uh, next game on my list, I'm, I'm going to go with Earthbound. I've been meaning to get through Earthbound for ages. Yep. And I haven't. Yep, I always get I always get four villagers in and then stop. Mm. <laughs> always. I remember years ago, like I, I played a bit on an emulator. I, yeah, I didn't get that far. No. I really liked it. Like, the opening's really quite powerful but it is yeah. Mm. Yeah. really good game yeah it's kind of hard to talk about games that you haven't played isn't it? well <laughs> I just think it's it's not really because it's such a cult classic game yeah like if anything it is a cult classic game same with Mother 3 that's also like a massive cult yeah. classic it is really crazy how much how much of a fandom those games get for something that we never even really thought thought of much mm. it's such a it's such a weird such a goofy game in general. And like that's where, you know, obviously people like Toby Fox got his imp- inspiration from for Undertale and stuff like that. There's just such such goofy humor in those games and like Yeah, especially back then when when you think RPG, you think Final Fantasy, you think like these high fantasy RPGs where it's like, you know, knights, mages, this and that. But this was like just based in say your hometown. Yep. Back when you were a kid, you go around with your mates with your baseball bat and that. I think I think that's what really got people's attention as well with yeah. this. Mm. Yeah, for sure, and that's what draws me to it. Like you got, you got to go on your party called Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Poo. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, though, I'll be glad uh, to be playing it as an adult because the last boss of Earthbound scares the living crap out of me. Does it? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the director said that it had actually. He actually made the boss thematically from a fear that he had after he walked into a theater and was scared by something in particular. Can't remember what it was. He was scared by something, and it's a fit like it trauma. It it traumatized him as a child, Fair and enough. that's what spawned the image of the last boss. Pretty much, <laughs> he made it based off that 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 sort of you know that fear, that draining fear. And I'm just like, holy crap. I've seen that boss fought. I've seen, you know, I, I know the ending to Earthbound. I've, I've seen all that. That is a scary boss, just ominous. <laughs> it scares the crap out of me, but I want to beat it. I want to beat it. Mm. 
speaking of though, uh, I do want to beat Mother Three as well, even though there yeah. is not an official English release for it. There is definitely a fan translated one mm-hmm. because I have much more of a liking to Lucas than I do Ness. Yeah, from I, Smash Brothers, yeah, I do too. <laughs> for, for Smash Brothers reasons, I guess. But, like, not only that, but um, I've played the first couple of hours of Mother 3, and it's, you know, it starts off with a pretty uh, average story going forward and stuff like that, but I know about uh, Lucas's twin brother, Klaus, and that there's something to go on with that, and that it's actually set sort of with the new with new Pork City. Porky has, like, gotten his big robot from friggin earthbound and yeah <laughs> become what he has and yeah so something about mother 3 intrigues me a little bit more than earthbound but i i, I think earthbound probably takes the priority just simply because earthbound is earthbound mm. i guess i own it on so many platforms at this point i don't know what the fuck i haven't played it <laughs> seriously i bought it every time wherever i got it i've got it we we you i've got it on the classic i got it on the classic i don't think i didn't buy it on wii did you buy it on wii u I don't think I did, unless it was like one of those. Remember how they had the, uh, the had the celebration and they did real cheap games. It was like thirty cents a game. Um, I don't think that was included. I think it was just it was just like it was really weird. They did um, NES games, but for some reason, when they got to Metroid, they put Super Metroid out cheap instead of the original Metroid. Yeah, hmm, which is weird. But Bit strange. Yeah, that's uh, game I need to finish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's just like, oh my god, why am I even listening to this goddamn show? I mean, I've played all of these games. It's the thing I've played yeah, yeah, all of them, exactly. and it's I've just... played them in extent, but I've never finished them. Mm. And that's that's like the hard part about it is because it's usually because something else has piqued my interest. Yeah, it's hard to sort of like if if literally no games came out from Nintendo this year and we didn't have to cover anything else, we would be more than set just with this back catalogue. Yeah, if Nintendo uh, said, "Hey, Reggie's taking a twelve-month holiday, and we can't do without we can't do business without his memes." <laughs> So, uh, you guys are free for 12 months to do what you need. You know what? I'd probably sit down and play all of these games and finish all of them. But, mm. you know, just year, year as the year goes on. I feel like we have a bit of time, though, because the uh, the next like big game is Crafted World, Yoshi's Crafted World. And we've got to the end of March, at least. Yeah. game yeah. Like, games-wise. And then after that, it's Fire Emblem, though, and that's only, that'll only be, like, two months out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like just thinking of that, I don't think they've talked any more about that game at all ever since the trailer is released. But they said they said spring, they said Ooh. spring. Well, they can say what they want. It's just whether they actually deliver on it. I kind of well, yeah. I hope yeah. they do. Remember, it was delayed from last year. Yeah. So you I know, guess I guess they'll take they'll take the time they need. Uh, probably the the next up for me would be just filling in the holes in the Zelda franchise, which I haven't played. Mm, I've got a few holes with this as well, mm. but they're very obscure titles usually. Yeah, mine are the more obscure titles. So my first Zelda game was Twilight Princess. So I started, I had a huge backlog of Zelda games straight away. Um, the one Legend of Zelda toilet paper, toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game. Don't call it shit. I'm not calling it a shit. It wasn't a, until years later where it's I sh- acronym. It wasn't until years later where I'm like, oh wait, people don't like that game, really. I'm yeah, I'm I'm surprised by that too, because I really like Twilight Princess. Like, Twilight looking Princess back on it, like oh, the sections between like the wolf and that was repetitive, but it wasn't bad. It didn't take that much time. Yeah, it has some of my fondest Zelda memories. I reckon Zant's one of the best villains I've ever had in the goddamn series. I thought the combat was great. 
He got he got shat on by Ganondorf in the last minute of the game, but yes, yeah, that was a bit. That was kind of bullshit. In retrospect, that's disappointing. But when as my first Zelda game, I'm like, oh, it's that Ganon guy. Cool. That yeah. was that was sort of my thing. But I can imagine people been playing for years. Oh, it's Ganon again. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, oh, great. Reverse and Ganon again. Yeah, yeah, but they the way they played up uh, Zant was great, and his fight was one of the most memorable boss fights awesome. I've ever had. Awesome. That yeah. that that remix music every time he changes stage, it's, but it's still the same theme. So good. It's one of, just yeah. just the boss battles in that game. <laughs> anyway, but the games in the Zelda franchise, I'm sort of like I sort of haven't finished. Like I've played them. Like I've probably done the first two hours but drop them like I do with a lot of these games yeah. is the, the the Game Boy games so Link's Awakening then to the Game Boy Color with um, what of Seasons and what of Ages what's it called Oracle Oracle of Ages Oracle of Seasons they're probably ones I really want to play get back to these Game Boy games I those. own them but I still haven't finished them mm. I'm the same way Yeah, they're really hard in that retrospect though because it just makes the problem with them was they tried to do what they did with Pokemon with them yeah but it's it's kind of just like in my head. It just makes me go. I kind of need both to finish it completely. Yeah, like I'm just gonna. I'll probably honestly just choose one and go with that. And if I miss out on, I'm gonna miss out on the exclusive dungeon where you know you link the two together. So be it. If I miss out on the other versions, exclusive dungeon or item, whatever it might be. So, so be it. it. You know, I'm not gonna get too caught up on that. I'll just play one and yeah, whatever. Because I, I know, like, I, I assume the Virtual Console versions, they've done it so you can buy both and unlock that exclusive dungeon with the different colours and that. Because it was like a colour-based dungeon because it was on the Game Boy Colour. Yep. I haven't I haven't played it, but I assume you have access to that because that would be really dumb <laughs> if you can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. Lots of content. Yeah, like, I've played um, Minish Cap. Uh, I'm just trying to think if I've actually forgotten anything. Played, played the uh, DS games. Uh, Wait, did you say Minish Cap? Yeah, I've, I've played Minish Cap. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like I didn't actually finish Phantom Hourglass, but I really don't like Phantom Hourglass on the DS. See, I, I'm one of those weird people that actually kind of like that game. So that's well, good. I, I wish I liked it. I just the Temple. Okay, the Temple of the Ocean King was bullshit. I know it's like the worst part of the game, and it sucks that we have to go back to it. But think of all the Zelda games that have done that since. It's not. It's not so much you have to go back to it though. You have to. You go back to it. You go a couple of floors up then whatever then you go back and you've got to do those two floors again then the next time you go back you've got to do those four floors again like that I've, I just found that really draining and like whatever I don't care but Spirit Tracks I really loved Spirit Tracks I haven't played Spirit Tracks <laughs> and it's funny because I think I think Spirit Tracks has some of the best music in the series <laughs> with the um, the instrument the, the pan flute or they call it the spirit flute in that game I absolutely love the music and having like the spirit tracks level in uh, Smash Ultimate now with the music and that playing in the background I'm like wow this is awesome had great dungeons and I'm familiar with the music enough thanks to Smash yeah yeah but I just yeah I, I just one Zelda title on DS was enough for me no I'm glad spirit tracks came out it was a much better game so. yeah well <laughs> you should you should, fi- you should play spirit tracks now no no, no, because you, you not until you finish Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> not until you finish Persona Five. No, I just okay, okay. Is that a deal? Is that a deal? I'll, I'll play, play a hundred-hour game. You play a don't know. Well, considering I've been asking you to play it since it launched two years ago, you bought it before I did. <laughs> I did. I'm supported Atlas. You did support Atlas. Good boy. Good for you. Now play the game. <laughs> God damn it. 
but yeah no um i mean i'm sure i'll play it one day but i don't own a copy so i'd probably have to borrow yours yeah and, then, I, and I'll, then i'll play it yeah well you can borrow my copy but it, it's just kind of like i don't know the, the ds the ds soldiers are fine to play but they're not oh my god going back to the touch the stylus controls might be a bit jarring yeah yeah true yeah i, I just remember when um a link between worlds came out and you're like just playing it with the circle pad it's like oh my god thank <laughs> thank god yeah because you sort of like it was like almost a decade of playing zelda handheld with a stylus oh, between yeah. those two games yeah and it's yeah, picking up a link between worlds like, oh my god thank god an amazing zelda game with normal controls oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was a little bit jarring mm. what else i feel like there's something else on my list I mean, that i'm missing i mean like like everyone there's heaps of things well yeah clearly yeah clearly yeah clearly i mean at this point at this point i've got to rediscover two whole series well, that's enough. Holy hell! <laughs> uh, I have I have plenty of Switch games in my collection that I need to down. Mm, yeah, um, I'm I'm same. What well, actually, what I really want to do is I want to get I want a hundred percent Mario Odyssey. That's what I would like to do. Is there ever a true hundred percent to that game? Yeah, get all the moons, get all the costumes. I mean, you got to get all the that's a lot costumes of f- to get all the moons. That's a lot of moons. I I don't know if I can be bothered. The problem is, is and, I've, and I've mentioned it before, that you can buy the damn things. They kind of make them irrelevant at that point. Mm. Well, no, but then they don't take place of ones you find, though. You've actually got to buy them. I know, I know. Man. Yeah. But that still doesn't make me feel any better about it. Mm, okay. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll just go to the shop and buy 900... I'll buy my way to the cap. And then it's like, I can't get past 999, so I don't get any score for it. So any moons that I've bought up until then, it's just like, oh, well, that ruins my cap value. So, oh, well. <laughs> as far as I know, there's no there's no unique ending or anything for it. All right, Bross. All right, Bross. I bloody... I won't 100% it then, alright? Just you, leave me alone, you bully. You've got so many games in your backlog and you want to go back and 100% Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I'll quit my day job. Fuck, you'd want to quit your day job. I'd have to. Jesus. That, right? I, don't, I don't think there's actually a reward for that. So, like, mate, why are, you, why are you, you know, quitting your job? Oh, well, I've got to play Link's Awakening and 100% Mario Odyssey. It's important <laughs> stuff. Better butter my bread somehow. <laughs> butter your bread, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've got that. I've got that saying stuck in my head. Thanks to Dan. He said because he used it in the complete wrong context. And it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Bryce, you want to? You reckon we should end it there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think for now that will do. Cool. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Mario episode seventy-eight. We are a part of the Eight Bit Collective. Ten podcasts and twenty-two podcasters coming together. To put some cool content in your ears, go to 8bit.net to check everyone out. Uh, Bryce, where can they find you on the Twitter? At IVRevan. You can find me at IDruby, and you can find the show at The House of Mario. And just before we leave, we have brand new art. We do. Which is really exciting. Thank you very much to Simon Blackburn, host of Simon. Apple Slice Podcast. Simon, my boy. Thank you, my friend. It looks awesome. I am so stoked to have yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. Because like, what, what we had before was something I just, like, I didn't paint.net. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just be like, all right, we want to talk about Nintendo. We don't want stuff like artwork and that to sort of postpone that. And we'll stuck with that for the you know year and a half until now, where we're actually looking a bit more professional. Not really professional. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess I think it is. Yeah, it's no. a pretty damn good artwork. No, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's not professional. I'm just saying us in general. Us in general, we're never going to be professional, even if we like end up in a 95th floor business meeting, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, a big business meeting. What are we going to talk about on the House of Mario today, bros? Business! Business! Whiteboard business. Business. 
business. It'd be like that meme when they chuck him out the w- building. How can we improve the house of Mario? <laughs> Less banter. Kick- Less banter. Kicks him right out the window. <laughs> and if you'd like to support the show, leave us a rating on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. So whether that's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. I got no idea. I don't use Google Podcasts. Google Pods. And what else is there? SoundCloud, of course. Thonclod. Of course, SoundCloud. Yes. Beautiful I like SoundCloud. Talking about SoundCloud, Bryce. We're going to end this show with our Nintendo Jukebox which is where we highlight Nintendo artists from around the globe. And the moron has locked his computer. Yeah. I didn't lock my computer. It locked itself because I didn't touch it for a while. <laughs> it's feeling on love, so it went to sleep. Is that that fuck? If you're not going to touch me, I'm going to... It's like... <laughs> this is a, a remix of Friends by Hyper Potions, and uh, it's a song that's from S- Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania. You'll recognise it. It's been in all like, the Sonic Mania trailers and that. And it's really cool. Yeah. 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 I absolutely love the music. Sonic Mania. Patience, yeah. Sonic Mania in general, that game is just like, just redefined Sonic and then they fucked it up with <laughs> with forces again. I, I, love, I love how... It's great. <laughs> I, I love how they, they were so positive on <laughs> Mania when they just like blurred out another crappy 3D Sonic game. So, oh, well, they killed that. Yeah. Hype. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. Until then, uh, stay happy. Happy.